Hello, my name's Andrew Middleton, and this is the Learning, Teaching and Assessment in Higher Education podcast from Sheffield Hallam University in the UK. This recording captures a preliminary event for the Sheffield Hallam University Change Academy Shared Futures Initiative. It is being led from the Learning and Teaching Institute by Abby Flint. I first spoke to Abby's colleague from the Educational Change Team, Anne Oxley, who explains more about the Shared Futures Initiative. It's something that we've decided to do at Sheffield Hallam, modelled on something that Higher Education Academy did called Change Academy. And we thought we could legitimately borrow that idea and make it customised for shoe. So that's what we've done. And we've called it Shared Futures because we want it to be something looking at change, looking at how people can bring projects that want to achieve change and make it forward-looking. Okay, so when we're talking about people, we're talking about people in the faculties who recognise the need for change, but introducing them to models of how they might go about it and testing those models? Yeah, it's kind of less of a focus on models, I guess, and it is not just for faculties, it is for central departments, Mm -hmm. and we've got a team from the Students' Union, which is is great. Um, We've got staff from from LICS involved as well, which is brilliant. But it's actually not talking about (laughs) models of change as such, but more around approaches. So people are bringing projects which have got feedback from the National Student Survey linked to them, so that we know that people are working on a project that's going to address the need for for Hallam. So some of those needs might be really big needs, but some of them might be quite well focused. Absolutely. So some people had already been thinking about some of their ideas already, and had never really, I guess, had the opportunity to go with them and develop them, whereas other people have thought, right, you know, here's an opportunity to try out something new, and and let's develop a brand new project with brand new people. And how does the Academy support that change then? I mean, and how long, how long is this Change Academy process? Our Change Academy is a year-long process. So it started um, a week ago, I guess, end of October, with an online environment. Um, that had been preceded by a bidding, a competitive bidding process. Um, and we wanted one team per faculty and a central department team, and that's exactly what we've, we've got, which has been great. Um, and then they've come today to, to do a pre-workshop to meet each other to try things out. Then they, they carry on on the online environment for a couple of weeks, and then we have a big two-day residential. And then after that, we, we look at what people's support needs are and what else they'd like an input in, and then that will carry on for the rest of the year. So during this period of time, they're devising plans together and hopefully coming up with some original approaches. I, I gather that's what's been happening in this event today. Yes, because we didn't want people just to come along and think, this is how change happens because this is how I've worked with it before or this is what I've read about as a business model. We wanted people to actually be given different ways of thinking, really. Changing, changing people's thinking patterns. I've also noticed that the teams, which seem to be composed of, what, about five or six people in yes. each team, yes. they've been looking at the roles and how they can best work together. So how, how, what sort of approach have you taken there? That's right. Well, we thought we've got two or three different techniques that we thought would be worth trying. Because some of these people don't work together normally. Some have been brought together cross-faculty and with a central department, for example. Some have brought in external professionals. Some have got students in them. And we wanted people to look at who they were and how they work as an individual. Then build that up into the roles within the team. Think about how the team as a collective works with other teams. And then it kind of cascades up into a, you know, a bigger picture and then what's the impact on Helen? Abby devised a creative activity around the telling of shared stories. 
In setting the activity, she referenced seven basic plot types proposed by Christopher Booker in his 2004 book, The Seven Basic Plots, Why We Tell Stories. Participants were asked to create a story together that they could use later to help communicate their ideas amongst themselves and to their other colleagues who may be affected by the proposed change later on. The plots included Overcoming the Monster, Rags to Riches, The Quest, Voyage and Return, Comedy, Tragedy and Rebirth. So the four teams present on the evening were asked to decide which of those themes they wished to work with and uh, embarked upon creating a story about their change idea. I spoke with three of the teams taking part. First, let's hear some of the hubbub generated by the activity and then gather some reflections on the event and the Shared Futures initiative by those taking part. So let's hear now from the Students' Union team. We're a team from the Students' Union um, and what we, I think, like to think to ourselves sometimes is that we have a particular way of working with students and engaging with students and what we'd like to do is the opportunity to develop that as a model um, and then to look at how we can use that within a university context. Ah, right, so you're looking at um, your change being building upon what you're already doing and uh, turning that into some sort of model. Yeah, I think I think what, what we've done over the summer, we have suggested a model, and what we'd like to be able to do is develop that and look at it in a variety of different contexts, because we've looked at some good practice within the Students' Union, so it's twofold really. We want to kind of spread that across our organisation, but the pilot that we want to do is going to be collaboratively with the university, perhaps looking at, um, I think we're going to work with organisational management and how they look at um, providing feedback to students. So we, what we might end up saying is we think these particular attributes need to be in place in order to communicate, yeah, to engage well with students. That might be around, you know, for us it's um, students having the ability and the power to make decisions. Um, and, and what would that look like within their framework? And so it then becomes a collaborative piece of work where we say this is what we've developed, how will that work within your context? This evening you've been working on some fairly creative sort of exercises, but also yeah. uh, I think quite a lot of time was spent at the beginning of the session looking at the roles that you have within your team? I think, I think we've struggled through that a little bit. I mean, I think that I think that the um, the qualities that we feel that we have, we've got quite a lot of what, what, what have become enthusiasts in the team. You know, we, we, we don't know each other very well, so we've kind of used that time to maybe try and explore a little bit more what, what perhaps the faculties haven't had to do because they perhaps work, to, work with each other on a daily basis. But today has been the first time that this team's ever sat down together. You've been building a story together in the last half hour or so. Mm-hmm. Quite literally building it, cutting things out and yeah. uh, how's that gone? Yeah, I think it's been good. I think again we, we spent quite a bit of time at the beginning to maybe um, trying to figure out what the task was and I think yeah. one, once we kind of spent a bit of time doing that and maybe talking through some of the models that were provided, we kind of decided to go with kind of defeating some kind of dark monster power type theme um, and I think once we had the opportunity to talk that through a little bit, that helped us focus um, you know, the story that we wanted to tell which is kind of about you know us being these kind of superheroes who've got some wisdom in the ways of student engagement that we want to share or in this case pose upon maybe slightly um the university how did, how did you go collaborating on such a thing i think what we've done is we've agreed on several key elements which is that you know what we want to do is develop as the 
this kind of team of superheroes or people who have some mm. kind of expertise in a particular thing um, that there are some areas of, of, of um, maybe not such good practice within the university and perhaps in the students union as well that we want to somehow overcome um, or educate or defeat or whatever whatever words that you want to use um, we've identified that there's going to be some obstacles in the way that we're going mm. to have to get around somehow um, but I think we all agree that in the end we want to be victorious good good so <laughs> it sounds so the, uh, yeah okay so, I mean how, how did you find the whole collaborative uh, exercise this evening um, yeah really interesting is it um, unusual for you no, I don't think it is. I think that we, we we're all quite good at sitting down and listening to each other, um, and we, we we identified at the beginning that we thought we'd all be able to get to common goals, and we did. Um, so it's good that what we thought how the team would work did work. So you uh, you've arrived at some common goals, and you know things are moving on. Well, that's what we certainly hope. Yeah, Great. it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. Brilliant. Okay, thank you. And I spoke to the uh, health and wellbeing team, who are looking at rolling out a PDP system more widely. We're working towards um, trying to successfully get students and staff to engage with VPDP. It's an issue that we've grappled with for a while. We've tried different ways of grappling with it. And I suppose the opportunity came with our professional body, uh, Sarah there, uh, has taken on PebblePad as a platform for PDP. And so we thought, well, our students should be transitioning well so we've taken it on and so that's that's so we're going to use pebble pad and look at strategies of embedding it within the curriculum and so in the change academy you're taking the opportunity to work together to look at how you're going to make the difference yeah so what's panning out for you at the moment it's early days isn't it but what have you found out this evening that we can work together as a team. We've got two ex-students as well on the team, which is good giving us a perspective from student life as well, as well as the staff and, and Sarah from the CSB. So it, it seems to be that we're all able to work quite well to produce something like this, which is good. And uh, in terms of the storytelling, how, how useful has that been? Is that going to help you communicate to other people? Yeah, I think it's made it a bit more clearer um, to what we want to go and sort of the, the story and where we want to end up with obviously students engaging in the CPD process. Right. But in a job to some educationists would argue that building a portfolio is like telling a story anyway. So it's the narrative of your professional journey. So in a sense You should be good at it. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you're gonna be advocating. Digital fluency is an important issue at Sheffield Hallam University at the moment. One of the shared futures teams is looking at how this can be promoted The team is made up of people from the Central Department, Learning and IT Services, partnering with staff from the Faculty of Development and Society. And this team got as far as creating their story using digital photographs. Can you capture this? Yeah, I've got that. You're you're frightened though, you're terrified. Let's see that terror in the face. If we just put this... That's a good idea. No offence. Oh, brilliant. Right, go. smiling, yeah. Our project is looking at digital fluency um, and we're interested in sort of raising the standards of students' digital exposure to the world in that we are in a digital world now 
um, they come in with varying um, sort of levels of expertise um, with digital media, with research, with the digital tools that we're using. We want to get them all up to a certain level to improve their employability um, and to aid them at university with their studies. How has uh, this evening's event sort of helped you progress as a team? Well, we're all relatively new to each other. We don't really know each other, so this has been a really good opportunity to actually understand how we think, how we work, and actually just have a bit of fun. Yeah, so you've done a few things. In particular, at the beginning of the session, you've been focusing on the different roles and different personalities within the team. Mm. Have you got any big gaps? Actually, no. Right. Um, we seem to tick off a lot of the key areas. Um, we do have some key strengths in certain areas, but I think all the main points were covered, which probably makes us quite a diplomatic and harmonious team. Um, ah, right. So the, the key thing is making sure we actually get something done, though. Yeah. Um, because there's not enough challenging happening, I think, and that could be our problem. So I think we need to look at. So uh, is someone going to assume that role of challenging the, the rest of the team? Well, I'm hoping Kay will, but I suspect there's some team Libra Island are doing it. What about the uh, storytelling exercise at the end? Actually, you seem to do really well at that. Did you learn anything about what you were planning on doing? I think for me it made me think about actually what we were doing because I haven't given this a lot of thought yet, admittedly. Um, it was a lot of fun, but now we can actually see what the different steps are that we need to achieve. And okay, it was, it was quite um, humoured along the way and we've got to be a lot more serious when we're doing it in the project, but I think now we know some of the hurdles that we're going to have to go through to overcome the beast that is digital fluency. I didn't manage to catch up with the fourth team from Fine Art, and they're looking at developing more effective feedback for students. However, they created, as might be expected, a fantastic visualisation of their story using Lego and wine glasses. Finally, Abby Flint spoke to me, and she explains more about the initiative and how she was inspired by the event run by the Higher Education Academy. What we saw when we went to the Change Academy was the fantastic structure of, of having some kind of plenary input around how to support people through uh, leading and implementing change, but also giving people the tools to go and do it themselves. So putting the emphasis on the teams actually working through their own projects as part of the professional development event. So the Change Academy, as you brought it back here, mm. is very much about empowering people to make the changes for themselves. Absolutely. Um, one of the strands we're going to cover in, in the residential, which is, is really strong threat, is is the idea that we're all change leaders. We're all leading change through our interactions with everybody else in the institution. So it's not just about people who've got the hierarchical, perhaps, leadership roles. It's about what we each individually do every day. And to make sure that works, you've actually put quite a lot of effort in this evening into doing a, a lot of awareness around profiles across the teams. Yeah, absolutely. What we wanted to do today was kind of give the teams a chance to work together because it's the first time that a lot of them have met face to face so we wanted to do a bit of team bonding and, and getting people to see what kind of uh, strengths they've got in their team and how they're going to work with those but also to set the tone for the whole process as a whole which is really that we're trying to look at change in a different way so we're trying to be very creative with it um, a lot of the people here who are going to lead projects haven't got significant additional resource to put these interactions so they're going to have to be creative about how they bring colleagues and students on board with their ideas. So apart from looking at the roles and checking the, the balances, if you like, across the, the teams that have been selected, the last activity was around storytelling. Mm. 
that seemed to work on many levels. You were slightly nervous about it, I know, before the, the event. So what are your thoughts now? Um, I think it worked really well. I think um, introducing it in a way so that it wasn't just for how the teams are going to um, present their idea creatively, but it's also thinking about how they tell the story of their change project to other people. I think that helped a little bit so that people could see the use of it. But... Um, it seemed to work really well. People seemed to, after they sort of talked over what they were going to do, seemed to throw themselves into it. And I was quite impressed with the fact that people used the Lego and they cut things out and stuck them up. They went and did a photo story. So I think every every possible way we brought along for people to present their stories, they actually used, which was brilliant. Yeah, it, it definitely worked, and people had a really good time doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they seemed to laugh. Yeah. There was a lot of laughing. What's actually going to happen with the Shared Futures initiative? Well, the next next step is um, putting some of the outputs from today's session on the online support environment. We've set up a Blackboard site to support the teams through the process. So while they might not be able to meet everybody who's taking part face-to-face all the time, they'll be able to stay in touch on the discussion board on the Blackboard site, able to share ideas, ask questions from each other during the process. So there's a couple of activities on the Blackboard site in the next couple of weeks and then we're going to have a residential, which is a two days and one night event where there's going to be a lot of um, professional development around things like working with complexity, uh, leading without a leadership role that I mentioned earlier. Um, we've got some external facilitators coming to do that. We've got lots of really good in-house people who are coming along to do that. But the, the basic model of that is, is quite similar to the Higher Education Change Academy in that it's a little bit of plenary so they've got the tools they can go away and use them how they want but the majority of the time is is dedicated for them to spend working on their ideas and working them up long term are you looking at this being a regular programme of events at the university well this is the first year we've done it so we're learning as well as we go along Uh, we're learning what's working how it's fitting within the institution and we try to tailor it as much as possible Um, so I think at the end of this year we'll look at it again and see whether we're going to either run it next year perhaps on a different topic or whether there's elements of it that we can take and embed in the institution Well it certainly looks as though everyone here this evening is totally energised by it so it's looking good. Anyway, thanks for the moment If you'd like to get in touch with me and the uh, podcast if you've got any ideas or questions then go to the show notes website, which is at http colon forward slash forward slash ltapodcast.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening.